0: We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for May 23rd, 2010. And we're going to switch gears here and watch a couple video or listen to a couple video clips from an uh, Atlanta TV station, WSB TV. And this is something that you're not going to see on mainstream news very much. But this is regarding the uh, open borders that essentially we have in America, which pretty much what, what's going on there, the illegal alien invasion, and something uh, that I really wasn't fully aware of that's going on down there. So I'm going to go ahead and play this now.
1: Years after 9-11, the United States is still facing a major terror threat. You may be surprised to learn who agents are catching trying to cross the border from Mexico. We reviewed congressional reports and traveled to the southwest to find a threat that affects us here in metro Atlanta. uses choppers, ATVs, and horses to patrol the 2,000-mile southwest border. Most of the illegals caught crossing are from Mexico or South America, but thousands are classified as OTMs other than Mexicans, including hundreds from nations that sponsor terror. These are the records we obtained at this federal detention center near Phoenix, Arizona. We found illegals from Afghanistan, Egypt, Iran, Iraq, Pakistan, Sudan, and Yemen in custody. We have left the back door to the United States open. Former Arizona Congressman J.D. Hayworth has seen the intelligence reports. And we have to understand that there are people who definitely mean to do us harm who have crossed that border. This Arizona rancher doesn't want to be identified because he fears the Mexican cartels who smoke drugs, and people near his property. This Muslim prayer rug was found on his ranch. There's just one more indicator that there's a whole lot more than just a few poor Mexicans coming into the United States. There's more. This congressional report on border threats confirms members of Hezbollah have crossed the southwest border. It also contains photos of military jackets found on the border. The Arab insignia reads, martyr, way to eternal life. The other depicts a plane crashing into the Twin Towers. The American public has been kept in the dark about this whole issue. Dave Stoddard was a Border Patrol agent for 20 years. He worries about the dangerous people who get through and may be living among us. In my experience, uh, for everyone apprehended there was at least 10 That would escape apprehension. The congressional report also reveals the route Middle Easterners take. They travel from Europe to South America to the tri-border region where they learn to speak Spanish, then travel to Mexico and blend in with other illegals heading to this country. One of the world's most wanted terrorists was actually spotted in Atlanta, and speculation is that he came up through the mountains into this country through the Mexican border. Adnan Shurkajuma is a Saudi Arabian pilot and bomb expert with a $5 million bounty on his head. Federal agents verified he spent time in Atlanta just prior to 9-11 and left on a bus. In 2004, Shirkajuma was one of seven al-Qaeda members the feds were looking for after they were spotted in Central America and believed to be heading for the U.S. The most grave concern from the congressional report that Mexican drug cartels will help terrorists smuggle weapons across remote border crossings. Because if we learn nothing from 9-11, certainly we should have learned That borders are important. And former Arizona Governor Janet Napolitano is now Secretary of Homeland Security. We wanted to ask her about the border threat, but our request for an interview was never answered.
0: This is part two of that report. A lot
1: of eyes are on Arizona right now because of the controversial immigration law. But there is another concern there many people know very little about. People from terrorist nations are among the hundreds of thousands of people caught each year crossing the Mexico-U.S. border. Channel 2's Justin Farmer recently traveled there and shared what he learned with a Georgia congressman, Justin. Well, Monica, we have documents showing people from Afghanistan, Iraq, Pakistan, all in custody for trying to sneak into the U.S. from Mexico. We rode along with Border Patrol agents to get a sense of what it takes to get here. And we surprised Congressman Paul Brown with what we learned.
0: they
1: know that somebody's after them. In the Arizona border town of Douglas...
0: And they've apprehended them just now, so we're going to try and catch up with them.
1: It's a 24-7 game. We've got more people jumping. Of cat and mouse. And for in in the area. Border agents use cameras, night vision, and underground sensors to track walk, and catch illegals who jumped the fence between Mexico and the U.S. You walked around in a circle. We were with border agents as they caught these two men. I caught this guy uh, less than a week ago. They catch the guys, they release them, and a couple of days later, they're back again. That doesn't solve any problem. Problem. It just keeps the back door to the United States for all intents and purposes wide open. The Douglas border fence is easy to jump. It's relatively short. There's no razor wire. And just a couple miles outside of town, you can walk right into the United States. This fence is only meant to keep drug smugglers from driving their vehicles across. Agents have 2,000 miles of southern border to patrol and protect. some cases, you, you can still find the barbed wire fences. This is the busiest spot in the nation for Border Patrol. Last year, they apprehended a quarter million people trying to enter the U.S. in the Tucson sector alone. Most are from Mexico or South America. Almost 20% have criminal records. And every year, hundreds of people caught crossing are found to be from terrorist nations. Since January, Border Patrol agents have been on the lookout for 23 Somalis with ties to Al-Qaeda. The Somali terrorists were released from a Mexican prison and believed headed for the U.S. border. But hundreds of people from more than a dozen nations that sponsor terror are being captured every year sneaking into the country. The government no longer releases this list of what they called captured OTMs, other than Mexicans. But we obtained the list from a congressional staffer. It reveals that nine years after 9-11, our open borders remain a major threat. Iran, 42. Iraq, 42. Georgia Congressman Paul Brown is on the Homeland Security Committee, yet he had never seen this list until we showed it to him. It is shocking to see the amount of people from Middle Eastern countries coming in on that report. I tell you, this is something that our community members really need to see. So I'd like to have a copy of that list to take with me back to Washington so that I can share it. Congressional reports show that Mexican drug cartels tightly control the smuggling of people and drugs. It's feared they're also helping smuggle terrorists and weapons into the U.S. The Arizona border may be 1,500 miles from Atlanta, but what's happening here impacts everyone in America. We have hundreds and hundreds of folks coming from Middle Eastern countries. And frankly, I don't think most of these people are coming here to cut our grass. We must secure the border. Well, go to the Two Investigate's page at WSBTV.com to see our complete list of people detained from nations that sponsor terror. And next Monday, we will have much more on the border threat, including the Mexican drug cartels and the route drugs take from the border right here to Metro Atlanta. Monica. Thank you very much, Justin.
0: Now, don't expect anything to come of any of this, but it is good for us to know about this. Uh, Again, just like the Gulf War disaster that we just are not Gulf War, the Gulf oil spill disaster. It's all by design. This is all by design. By letting these terrorists in, and the illegal aliens a whole separate issue, but with the terrorists, there's going to be plenty of terrorists on our soil that they'll be able to blame when whatever false flag events that they have planned are staged. And we'll be able to blame it on them, just like 9-11, and then... That'll be the excuse to take away more of our rights, more of our this or that, or impose martial law. And again, I can't be dogmatic as to how exactly things are going to play out in America in the future, but the false flag event is something I've been seeing a lot of, and I've been seeing a lot of uh, reports saying that this summer might be when they try to enact it. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne, he's in control, but these are things to be aware of, if nothing else. Um... We're going to switch gears again here, and I had an email from a, a listener this week, and she had uh, told me about this. We're going to do a little little look at what they call the trapezoid, the actual shape uh, called the trapezoid. And it was entitled, Evil, Evil Pictures from Our Vacation. Um, she said that we were driving through Arkansas and Oklahoma, and she took this picture in uh, Antler, Oklahoma. And uh, this building has several attorneys in it, hmm. and their names are on the front. If you zoom in on the picture, you can see the evil statue, and the eyes are red. The building was shaped weird. Well, actually, this building is in the shape of a trapezoid, uh, if you look at it. And it had stone gargoyles all around the roof like they were watching. Very scary. Anyway, I've got some pictures here. and I'm not going to put these up on, on the uh, newsletter. But, um, yeah, the picture is this building. It's got stone gargoyles around it. It's an attorney building. And uh, uh, they, she took several pictures. It's pretty detailed. And this is, the, this is the back of the building. Uh, the back of the building, it's clearly, it's, it's, it's a trap, what they call a trapezoid shape. Trapezoids are one of the most um, highly occultically significant shapes in the occult. It's really like an unfinished pyramid. If you think about it, like, what's on the back of the $1 bill? It was a trapezoid, unfinished pyramid. And um, we're going to discuss that. And uh, it's, it's pretty interesting um, to look at these pictures again. I just wanted to show. I told her that most likely these attorneys in there are... And this is very, very common. I mean, when we did that study on pedophilia, and we, we looked at all the high-ranking officials in government, uh, in, oh, you name it, politics, the you know the corrupt court system, the way that that's set up, many of them are high-level occultists, Luciferians, Satanists. And I would almost guarantee you that these attorneys that work in this firm at least are in part, you know, high-level occultists, Satanists, Luciferians, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, and they wouldn't have be in a trapezoidal shaped building with gargoyles with red eyes on the whole perimeter of the building if there wasn't a reason. Stuff like this doesn't happen just by chance. Okay, so we're going to look at the uh, trapezoid shape and uh, look at a picture. <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> of Pope John Paul II's coffin. He was actually buried in a trapezoidal-shaped coffin. It's an oblong trapezoidal-shaped coffin, but it still is a trapezoidal coffin. Uh, a trapezoid is defined as a quadrilateral having two parallel sides. There's no requirements as to which two sides have to be parallel and which two sides have to be coming together. In, um, in, Dr. Kathy Burns was one of the first that alerted of the trapezoidal coffin in which Pope John Paul II was buried into its deeply occultic, vampiric significance. In Satanism, the order of the trapezoid is a very ancient secret society order worshipping the Egyptian god Set, or Satan is actually the, the god Set. And this is uh, Michael Aquino that started the Temple of Set. Uh, I actually found one of his documents online regarding the trapezoid, and in the information that we're reading here, I believe is very accurate. The trapezoid has long been regarded in by occultists as the most satanic of all shapes, especially adapted to enhance the demonic manifestation. Indeed, the middle order of the satanic brotherhood is called the Order of the Trapezoid. Anton LaVey, founder of the Church of Satan in 1966, refers to an occult principle known as the Law of the Trapezoid. His writings underscore the existence of a magical science of geometric angles and spaces, Uh, which are very prevalent in the United Nations Meditation Room. As with any truly occult or spiritual symbol, symbols of spiritual guidance of the United Nations, um, this room represents more than meets the eye, meaning the UN Meditation Room, is replete with significant symbols in numerology, astrology, and sacred geometry that are all part of this very small room and they radiate their own but silent but powerful spiritual vibrations invoking the soul of those who seek to work through this organization, the United Nations, for the benefit of humanity and the planet. What a lie from the pit of hell that is. Now I've done several studies on this and I even did one study where we really talked about this United Nations meditation room in depth. And they've got this gigantic like unbelievably heavy stone altar in there, made of this magnetite rock uh, metal type of altar. And the room, the United Nations meditation room, is in a trapezoidal shape as well. Okay, So it relates to this, what we're talking about here. And here we have the United Nations, one of the most wicked factions on planet Earth, going to be probably the backbone backbone of the coming New World Order, highly intricately related in with the coming New World Order, in with H.P. Blavatsky, Alice Bailey's writings, Benjamin Krem, Maitreya, you name it, and yet they've got a UN meditation room in the shape of a trapezoid. Uh, Anton LaVey says, architecture can enhance an evil spiritual atmosphere. And again, this is why these attorneys built that building the way they built it. Because they are of their father the devil, and of his works, and of his lust they will do. And people that are into occultism will do sometimes very overt things, uh, whereas 99.9% of the masses have no clue as to what's going on. The bottom line with all this is that the consummate architectural form of the Satan worshiper is the trapezoid. And he believes that this shape will create a, quote, spiritual cloud chamber of sorts, across which he may track the hoofprints of demons he wishes to invoke. It is believed to be the perfect atmosphere for the manifestation of the unholy and the cursed. This is quoting from uh, former Satanist Bill Schneblin. Now let us examine the testimony of the Black Magic website, the Order of the Trapezoid the deeply secretive society is totally dedicated to, quote, the left-hand path, the path whereby its initiates use the power of the occult for evil. Now, they have the right-hand path, which is good, white witchcraft. And then they have the left-hand path, which is the black, evil witchcraft. And see, the white and the black, they battle, you know, and that's that's the big lie. They, they've got the good and the bad. And it's all a lie from the pit of hell because it'll all straight, take you straight to hell and it's all evil. And it's all invoking demons in order to... You know, do your bidding, essentially, or fallen angels. <clears throat> this is from this order, of the Trapezoid website. They say, "quote The Black Flame is the central source of the order. Every knight of the Trapezoid, male or female, is the initiate of the Left Hand Path. Every knight is engaged in self-directed self-deification through liberating an- antinomianism." Sorry, I butchered that one. Anyway, self deification, meaning I am a god, isn't that the same lie we, we we're going to deify ourselves? And that's the same lie that Satan presented, you know, Eve in the Garden of Eden in Genesis three: "Ye shall be as gods; you're going to be your own deity." So this is a very common theme, overtly, in as you get into deeper levels of witchcraft you are going to become as gods. It's the same New Age lie. We're going into the age of Aquarius from Pisces, and we're going to become our own gods on this earth, you know. The Black Flame is the dark source and the inspiration of the individual's own psyche as a uniquely developing deity. Again, give me a break. A kind of kindred spirit to the Prince of Darkness. Well, isn't that special? I mean, that's a real hallmark moment there. Um, That's from literally the Order of the Trapezoid, um, website. Now, let us return to Michael A. Aquino, founder of the Church of Set. He came out of the first the the Church of Satan um, that Anton LaVey started. Anyway, <clears throat> high-ranking. I believe he's a general now in the uh, army. Is not comforting. Uh, Michael Aquino, founder of the Church of Set, Temple of Set, a most satanic organization. Let's to get an explanation as to how. The unique insignia was created for the Order of the Trapezoid um, for the modern American Church of Satan. He says, Quote For a recent issue of the Cloven Hoof, one of my favorite magazines I subscribe to, The Cloven Hoof, old Splitfoot magazine, Anton Sanzador LeVay wrote a one-page commentary. Concerning the Church of Satan's origins on the order of trapezoid and its insignia, the emblem, says Anton, was worn for ritual use by all members of the magic circle. The background of this medallion was black with the trapezoid, a trident, and a 666 in white. Again, a real, you know, kind of a meek, subtle, understated little uniform they kind of wear around or insignia. Uh, The trident now, that's not trident gum, okay, okay, uh, that is like that thing that you see like Neptune will have in his hands, and it's a, it's a spear, but it's got the three, it's got like three spears at the end instead of one. That's a trident. That's typically, if you see that, a very occultic symbol. Just so you know, that's not innocent either. Okay, um, That quote was from Michael A. Aquino, Evolution of the Order of the Trapezoid Insignia. Former Satanist Bill Schneblin says this type of coffin, trapezoid coffin, is built to draw in and preserve evil, dark energy. Well, hey, what better place to do it than a Pope's coffin? Because he was evil and dark and wicked and satanic to begin with, so you might as well, you know, build his coffin that way. While in Satanism, Bill had to build build one of these trapezoidal coffins. Uh, The idea was to attract enough vampiric, dark, demonic energy to draw to draw sufficient quantities of energy and to store that evil energy so that at the right moment, a dead man can come out of the coffin, which is a type of demonic resurrection. Now, again, he gets into that in depth on, it's called Interview with an Ex-Vampire. I'm not making this up. You can go up online and see it. It's probably up on YouTube. It's very fascinating, I have to say. Bill's done stuff that I can't even fathom. He's been on my email list for years. In fact, he did, um, when I did the... uh, tour with the Prophecy Club, oh, back in 2005, he actually, um, was the, he did, he did the tour the month before I did it. And, um, anyway, he, he, uh, I've known Bill for quite a long time. Uh, let's see here. But yeah, if you want to know more about that, he, you have to, you would have to really see that interview. He gets into, in depth, all the stuff that he was involved with. Um, when all that went down. Schneblin stated that while in the coven, he and fellow members used to speculate as to whether the Roman Catholic Church was participating in vampirism, for they saw much of that system within Catholicism. But again, if you're somebody from the outside looking in and you don't have a clue about this stuff, you're not going to pick up on this. But somebody that's actually into high-level occult and into, let's say, vampirism and all the other stuff he was into First Church of Satan priest and the whole nine yards. He was a druid priest. He was into voodoo. He was a member of the Mormon Church, uh, high level. And all of these are just different occult organizations, different flavors, and each one of them has a little different piece of the satanic puzzle that they bring to the table. Okay, if you have that type of background, you can look at other religious systems, whether they put on a Christian veneer or not, and say, ah, they've they're they're involved in this. I know this from my previous experience. So he has a very unique perspective. Um, The fact that Pope John Paul II was buried in a trapezoidal box just reinforces these suspicions. Anyway, I just wanted to touch on that. There's a whole bunch of links you can click on here uh, that um, um, will tell you more about the trapezoid and um, these types of things. And I, I give you all the links there to do that. Okay, next article. Pig virus contaminates the rotavirus vaccines, but the FDA says there's no problem. This is by Mike Adams of Natural News. Rotavirus vaccines are commonly given to children, and this year's batch of vaccines made by GlaxoSmithKline and Merck are contaminated with a pig virus. The FDA recently discovered, so the FDA called a meeting to determine whether injecting the pig virus into the bodies of young children might be some sort of problem requiring the recall of these vaccines. Can you guess what the conclusion the agency reached? As reported by Reuters, the FDA concluded, quote, it was safe for the doctors to resume giving patients Galaxo's Rotorix, Rotorix? Wow, that's a catchy name, and continue using Merck's Roto, wrote to Tech. The agency said there was no evidence that contamination caused any harm. Now again, all these articles we're talking about, I mean, from the Gulf oil spill to the pharmaceutical companies to the corruption in government, understand, it's all part of the big, m- m- more on all, almost every day, a highly connected satanic web of evil that So, none of this should be of any surprise to us that this is all going on. In other words, as long as they can bury the evidence and deny any link between vaccines and health problems, which has been the standard excuse of the FDA for decades, they can continue to claim the vaccines are safe enough to inject into little children. Never mind the fact that the pig virus found in vaccines actually caused a wasting disease in baby pigs giving them intense diarrhea, and causing them to rapidly lose weight. DNA from these viruses was detected in the master cells used to make the vaccines. Uh, let's go further. Well, isn't, it, isn't it interesting, though, that it always seems lately, more and more and more, to come back to DNA. DNA, DNA, DNA. Let's inject this tainted DNA directly into the bloodstream, Of a little child. Let's defile them at the earliest possible age. Because the earlier we can defile them, the better is Satan's motto. Let's get them involved in in, in defilement like through Harry Potter and all these demonic uh, cartoons for argument's sake. Or reading, or the public school system. Let's get them, or, or the video games. Let's get them as demonically infested on a spiritual level as soon as we possibly can and then let's get them taking a lot of pharmacia. let's get them eating the worst possible foods they can possibly eat, chemically laden, let's spray them with chemtrails, let's do this, let's do that to them, to kill them as soon as we can, and then let's at last defile their DNA through these tainted vaccines with things like DNA from tainted pig viruses, and even worse, DNA from aborted babies that they culture at least 13 of the vaccines off. That's, that's the bottom line. That's what we're talking about here. And again, this is why I tell you these things is to pray about them. This is wickedness. This is pure evil. DNA from these viruses was detected in the master cells used to make the vaccines. An FDA advisory panel said the risk to human health from viral contamination. Contamination was only theoretical. But of course, it's easy to claim anything is, quote, theoretical if you suppress the evidence that it is real. By simply ignoring any reports of neurological side effects from the vaccine, the FDA can always claim there's, quote, no evidence of harm. Well, no evidence they're willing to accept is real anyway. And that's how the vaccine science works these days. Suppress any evidence of harm, deny any links between vaccines and neurological problems, then okay practically any viral combination from any animal, and declare it's all safe to be injected directly into the bodies of infants and children. So much for science. The vaccine industry operates more like a cult rather than a scientific organization. Yeah, amen to that. And anyone who questions beliefs in their cult is immediately branded as a heretic and publicly condemned. By the way, even though these rotavirus vaccines are contaminated with a pig virus, the companies that make them claim there's no manufacturing safety issue with the vaccines. In other words, this whole thing's just normal. Think about that for a moment. The discovery that a vaccine being injected into a child is contaminated with a virus from a pig, that doesn't even result in the product recall. It doesn't raise any red flags at all. It's just business as usual in the vaccine industry, where DNA from any number of diseased animals is often used in vaccine formulas. So again, one more reason uh, not to mess around with these things. Here's another article I got this week, entitled, Artificial DNA Breakthrough Controls Life. More about DNA. It may not be Frankenstein, but for the first time ever, scientists have created an organism controlled completely by human-made DNA. Using tools of synthetic biology, scientists from the J. Craig Venter Institute installed a completely artificial genome inside a host cell without DNA. Like the lightning bolt that awakened Frankenstein, the new genome made, and that's a pretty appropriate um, uh, analogy there, you know, Frankenstein, the new genome made of the human DNA invigorated the host cell, which began to grow and reproduce, I'll bet, with a few problems. This is just plain God, is all this is. They're taking human-made DNA and artificial, um, they and injecting them into a host cell without DNA. And then all of a sudden when they do that, it invigorates itself and it comes to life. The research marks a technical milestone in the synthesis and implementation of artificial DNA. Venter expects the research will lead to cheaper drugs, just what, you know, really important there, and vaccines, of course, we've got to have that really, really super tainted vaccine now, and biofuels in several years. I'll oh, see, this is going to be the solution to all man's ills, is how they'll present it. And dozens of other companies and researchers are working toward the same goal. This is the first synthetic cell that's been made, said Venter. We call it synthetic because the cell is totally derived from a synthetic chromosome made with four bottles of chemicals on a chemical synthesizer, starting with the information in a computer. Uh, Hey, where do I sign up? I mean, this sounds great. I mean, What's not to be liked about this? Sounds natural to me. No, I'll just stick with whatever God made, because he didn't mess it up the first time he, he did it. It's, it's a more abomination, abomination alert that we're talking about here. Next article, Famous Occultist Talks About the Indigo Children. This is just a brief excerpt. <clears throat> this was on George Norrie this week. I, I'm on his email list. I kind of like to see who he's interviewing. And um, it's usually some different occultist every night is what it typically is. Now, not every night, but most of the time. And... It's, uh, this starts out by saying, Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce, talks about the indigo children. Now, I've done several um, teachings where I mention them. I've done a dedicated teaching on the indigo children that you can key in, Scott Johnson, and then indigo up on YouTube, or you can go to the archive section at ContendingForTruth.com and find it. According to Joyce, the evolutionary process has gifted certain special children with two extra strands of DNA. Here we go with the DNA again. Isn't that weird? So these indigo children supposedly have two extra strands of DNA, hmm, which will be activated in the forthcoming era of the new vibration. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Remember that song? This is what they're talking about. This is the, they're talking about when the ascended masters with, I believe, as Maitreya as their head, will make their scene, will make their debut, and they're going to bring in this new, higher vibration. And we are going to become as gods, those that are willing to enter in to the new age. And undergo the Luciferic initiation. And a lot of that will have to do with you taking the mark of the beast. You know, which is a, you know eternal death sentence to hell in the lake of fire so i highly would highly advise you don't ever do that but i'm just saying that's that's what it is anyway um, all of us will have to adjust this is what this elizabeth lady saying to this new higher octave frequency she added so everybody get out your tuning forks cuz we're going to have to adjust to the higher octave frequencies In addition, Joyce said the indigo children are characterized by an unusually direct stare, high intelligence, and ability to cooperate. Well, that's not what I've seen. I've seen a lot of them, people that say they're indigo children, they're spoiled, rotten brats that can't be controlled and won't cooperate. Why? Because they believe they're little gods walking around on this earth. They're like little Hitlers, little Mussolinis, if you will. El Duce. And they're walking around here and acting like, you know, they, they own own everything. And that they're owed everything. And they have this unusually direct stare and many times very large eyes. Two extra strands of DNA. Hmm. I did the whole study on them and, uh, you know, you might want to listen to that for a more complete explanation of this. Again, She's saying they have two extra strains of DNA. Ah, uh, you know we'll we'll have to we'll have to see. But you know what? I really wouldn't be surprised at anything anymore with what we're seeing. Uh, this is a listener uh, sending this um, clarification about Juanita Bynum, which was one of the ladies we talked about last week uh, that we exposed on that video that we listened to. <clears throat> She said, I just listened to the message and enjoyed this from last week. I did want to help explain some of the things in the Silly Women video you sent out. you and That's what it was entitled, Silly Women. You probably are not familiar with Juanita Bynum as I am. What they were doing are practices that are more familiar in the black community. What they were doing was not only charismatic, but is what they were doing were ritualistic ceremonies done in fraternities and even in the Freemasons. The chugging of water... because." They were chugging this water, like to the point where they were spitting it out or, you know, whatever. The chugging of water is a hazing method. And hazing, you think of that when you go join a fraternity, and in order to get in, they do all these really sick, cruel things to you in order to make sure you're worthy to get into the fraternity. And no, I wouldn't do any fraternities or sororities or any of these clubs anymore. I wouldn't do any of it. I would just stay away from it, because you just don't know what type of occult roots you may be tapping into. See, the Bible says if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If that cult, or that club that you're joining, has any kind of wicked roots, then, you know, I wouldn't mess around with it. Um, These types of clubs that they've got. Uh, Let's see. Being on the line is a dance ritual in black fraternities and on college campuses, similar to how secret organizations have secret handshakes and verbal calls. These frats, fraternities, have dances consisting of hand slapping and stomping their feet. And again, on the video, if you watched it, there was a lot of that stuff going on there. So that was just a little clarification there. And I think this is the last article. Listener, um, she, uh, this is regarding TSA, complaint regarding the naked body scanners. And I got permission to to put this up here. This is the email I sent to TSA and so far I've had no response. If anyone flies, the scanners, these naked body scanners, have two yellow footprints you have to stand on and turn to the right and then when you get scanned with your hands over your head, it's terahertz radiation that they use. Um, Learn from the mistakes of others as you'll never live long enough to make them yourself. You have you have the right to refuse them. If they use it on your children under the age of 18, they will be breaking child pornography laws. I am a 55-year-old granny who was born in this country and loves it, but our rights are being taken away. Now, the terahertz radiation is a very, very potent form of radiation that literally unzips or rips apart, guess what, your DNA. DNA. Isn't that funny? We just keep coming back to DNA over and over and over again. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. What well, was happening in Noah's day? Well, if you took a film crew back to Genesis 6, the main thing you'd come back reporting on was how the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, These, they were good angels, and they fell. They saw the, the sons of God... Sons of God saw the daughters of men. They were fair. They took them wise, all that they chose. And in those days were giants. These Nephilim, these fallen ones, they corrupted and defiled the seed of man. So much so that God had to wipe the whole world out with a flood, save eight people and the animals on the Ark, whose DNA hadn't been corrupted. Isn't it kind of funny, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. The main thing Satan was trying to do through those fallen angels was corrupt the seed of man, corrupt their DNA, and we see the same thing going on today, but it's just going on a lot more subtly, in, in some ways. I mean, some ways, if we look at these teachings, it seems overt. But... Back then, they were, you know, they came out of the sky and, and, you know, this is where we get the Greek legends and all these legends of old of the gods and in, in Zeus and Apollo. This is where those legends come from, most likely from Genesis 6. We haven't had anything quite overt go on, uh, that overt go on in today's day and age. It's been suppressed by media. But it's getting to where it's becoming more and more overt. And every time I turn around now, these stories keep relating back to the corruption and the defilement of the DNA. So what I'm telling you to do is to guard your DNA. Guard them corrupting your, or hurting your DNA. Because evidently, it's really important to Satan to do this to you. And there's a lot of different ways you can have your DNA messed up, as we can see. So... um. This is, let's see here. She filed this complaint and her comments. I went through the naked body scanner. And again, these naked body scanners, they take detailed, detailed images of your body. And I'm talking everything, genitalia, the whole nine yards are imaged. And um, there's all these strangers looking at your naked body. In these things, and if you have your children with you, they're doing the same thing to your children. This is criminal, absolutely, totally criminal. But again, it's a way to invade our rights, to take away more of our rights, and and uh, the the airports are the ideal place to implement this first, because oh, you you might have a bomb or something on you, and this or that, and so we've got to take away all your rights, we've got to demean you, and I mean, I'm done flying, I'm done flying. And I understand that's exactly what they want you to do. I understand that. But I'm not subjecting myself to this. You know, I've just gotten to that point where I'm done. Um, I went through the naked body scanner and was not asked permission nor given the alternative for a pat-down. At the time, I wasn't sure that it was the one... that it was one as I thought it would have been labeled as such. In other words... She wasn't sure it was a naked body scanner when she went through it. The young man at TSA agent stated, they are anonymous. Right. What a lie. And the radiation is 10,000 times less than that of a cell phone. What? These, these double liars that they put in these positions, less than a cell phone? It should say 10,000 times more than a cell phone is what it should say. I know for a fact that this is not true. I told him, and I, again, i reported on the technology behind these in previous studies. I'm, I'm not going to rehash that, but you could just do the research up on the internet. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that this is not true. I have told him I rarely use my cell phone and I have a radiation blocker to boot. Also, whoever scanned my backpack missed the fact that I had a full 16.9 ounce bottle of water that I forgot to drink prior to going to the security, and they're supposed to get, you can't have any fluids over what is like two or four ounces or something, I think it's two, you know, and so there's all these people, including myself the last time I did fly, oh I forgot this, you know, you gotta just throw it away, before you get on the plane Um, I I know for a fact this is not true Uh, let's see here It happened at 7.30 a.m. in the morning and there was no one ahead of me or behind me. I have three autoimmune diseases and I live with chronic pain. I don't want my DNA unraveled with the amount of radiation the scanner gives off. I mean, why is she being so unreasonable? She just doesn't want her DNA unraveled. I mean... (laughs) It's, it's, it's unbelievable what they subject people to anymore I will never fly again if I get cancer I will consider suing both Delta and TSA you could take lessons from Israel for customer safety I didn't want to make a stink at the check in as I wanted to get home I did speak with the flight attendant Karen after my flight with my concerns and she told me to email Delta which I did I will tell everyone I know about my experience also Canada already ordered the scanners before the Christmas crotch bomber incident and again, this was all the more reason that they can implement this draconian stuff. Now, this crotch bomber guy got on the plane without a visa in Amsterdam. Where was the security there? He didn't even have a visa. Why? Because they pre-planned it, just like I say, everything virtually that we see on a report on a weekly basis, they meant to do it. They, that way they can create the crisis... They can create the chaos and then they can bring about their order. And in this case it was the order they brought in with the naked body scanners. Not only were they could take naked body scans of your body, which is about the most invasive thing you could do to somebody, but they could also rip apart your DNA with the terahertz radiation. That was the order they brought from the crotch bomber. This is how this works. This is how everything works in the world at this point. So, where was all the security there? It's all about the money and whoever, and that's another thing about the money. whos ever making them will make a lot of money. It's also about the other two things I just said. I feel so sorry for all the good flight attendants and the pilots we have. Sincerely, I mean, could you imagine if you were having to walk through those things all the time? Oh my word, they're as good as... I mean, you talk about cancer. Anyway, that's all we have for today. Um, I'm going to go ahead and we'll close this out with a word of prayer heavenly Father we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us Lord Lord we pray in regard to these situations that we've brought up today not not so that we can sit around and wring our hands about it and become upset but to be righteous and indignant Lord in the name of Jesus Christ regarding these matters regarding this uh, with with what's going on in the Gulf Lord I, I pray God in the name of Jesus Christ if it be your will that you would stop this this travesty, this abomination, Lord. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, and all they that dwell therein, Lord, and all of the uh, innocent wildlife in in the plants in the in the in the oceans, Lord God, that you've put here, you have established the seas, Lord. I pray to God you'd intervene in this situation and that you cap this this abomination that was done on purpose lord god that you stop this oil from flowing up if it be your will lord i pray god nevertheless not our will but thine be done but if it be your will i pray to god you stop this evil from happening in the name of jesus christ and that lord god in the name of jesus christ that that you provide a way for cleanup to happen of this in in it i know lord what they've done they've tried to assure that that can't happen but i also know that, uh, you know, Lord, you can do anything. There's nothing too hard for you. You're the Lord, the God of all flesh. There is nothing too hard for you. You said, Call upon me, and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And I, I, we call upon you, Lord, to intervene in this situation, to intervene in every single situation that we've even mentioned today, whether it be the tainted vaccines whether it be, you know, these illegal aliens coming into this country, the terrorists, Lord God in heaven, this, the, these terahertz body scanners, I pray to God you intervene in every single thing that we talked about today, how they're trying to defile the DNA of mankind. I pray, God, they all be exposed, these, these things, that you open people's eyes to this, that you throw, Lord God, a monkey wrench into everything that they're trying to do and that every devil, demon, evil entity, fallen angel or fallen cherub that would try to hinder this prayer, I pray to God, they'd be bound up and rebuked and cast into the abyss until which time they'd then be cast into the lake of fire and that none would be able to come to take their place in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray, God, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape or form as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us and that Lord God in the name of Jesus Christ that your name would be glorified through what you're going to do that all would see and fear and declare the work of God that they would wisely consider of your doing and that many would be saved as a result of your efforts in regard to these situations in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray Amen